Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host tonight, Travis Greer. I'm joined by some good friends, Paul Arnold and Ernest Watts. And to, it's been a while since I've been on Pardon the Confusion since May. So it's almost kind of like back to school for Travis. You know, it's, I've had a pretty good summer. It's been hot, humid here in North Carolina, where I'm from. But I'm going to go back to an old kind of segment to introduce and give a give our good guys, Paul and Arnold, a time to warm up. But Paul, if you remember, a good while back, I did Saul versus Paul segment. Obviously, I gave some context to that. Um, Saul was the bad guy in the, in the biblical character, and he was transformed, transfigured into uh, his new self, Paul. So, as mentioned, we, uh, as of tomorrow, we got four weeks left of good old summertime. Um, what are what are some good things and bad things that's happened this summer for you? How's this summer, summer? Oh, I thought you meant like summers of the past. But, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good summer for us. But just, uh, you know, guys... Are, are just comedy gold. You know, you see all the things on TV like Homer Simpson and uh, Tim Allen and other places. It's because of real-life experiences. And one summer, I was, um, you would appreciate this, I was using the church van to pick up people and, and drop them off for vacation Bible school, and I left my car at the church. So when I came back with a van, I could just trade it back. Well, I had to unload the van. I'm unloading it like crazy, and I unloaded some of it back into my car, and I pulled my car up, and when I got in my van to pull it around to the parking spot, I looked in my rearview mirror, didn't see anything, threw it in reverse, gave a little gas because it hesitated, and bam, right back into my car that I had forgotten I had parked right behind the van. Oh, man, that was one of those moments where the hood was crunched up like an accordion, and I immediately thought, what am I going to tell my wife? What am I going to tell my wife? <laughs> so I went over to the her friend's house where she was at, and I was going to pick her up. And I said, you know, Audrey, we like watching Home Improvement, right? And she goes, what did you do? <laughs> so anyways, oh. we the insurance paid for most of it. But, you know, that's one of those, those moments where you just can't nope. bring it back. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a bad way to end, end a, a night at Bible school. I'm sure you're probably pretty frazzled anyways. Uh, vacation Bible school is usually a summer thing for churches and a lot of good things and bad things. Anything good this summer for you this year? The best thing was um, two things. My son graduating from law school and my daughter finally got uh, her wedding reception. Last year she got married in a very small group uh, ceremony. And this year we had um, a bunch of people meet at a very large old um school in their gym to have a party and that was great that was last weekend so Ernest was invited but I don't know if we could handle his dancing for two hours oh man Ernest is he there let's let's ask what's what that's let's introduce Ernest Watts uh, that was one segment I did a while back ask what's what so what's up Ernest what's been your highlight of the summer well, well can I keep uh, first of all I've only I probably haven't danced two hours of my entire life but let's let's stay with the church van stories because I have one too. It might be the same church van. I'm not sure. But we used to take uh, the kids of our church down to Atlanta to see a Braves game, and uh, and stay at Paul's mother-in-law's house. She was so nice to let a bunch of wild strangers go there. Well, the van is, it, I think, it was in the early '80s. It's very old, still runs, even though they stole the catalytic converter for gold. <laughs> That's the thing in our neighborhood. People are stealing catalytic converters. But the church, the, the van has no windows in the back. I mean, you can't open the windows, so it's enclosed. And we went with a bunch of kids, and there was one child that was much too young to go, and I kept questioning the parents, really, does he need to go? Well, about an hour into a trip, which takes six hours, he threw up, and he threw up. He threw up all the way to Atlanta mm -hmm. and we would stop and we would clean it up, but you could not get the smell off that vinyl. It was that constant smell of, of vomit all the way to Atlanta. And there was only two adults. Well, actually, if you include me, there was only one adult, not including me, Max Smith, who's gone on to glory now. And Mac just sit there and grin and I sit there and I went, what have I done to endure this? So that's my church fan story. Not as nice as Paul's. 
We all have church answers. I'm, Good this summer? I've got one too, but I ain't going to bore you with it. So. Uh, okay. Well, one boring uh, church van story for me is enough. I just but, had a good summer. I mean, yeah. uh, unfortunately, my son uh, was diagnosed with COVID, so that was for like two weeks. I couldn't see him and his family. Yeah. Uh, had a nice vacation in the mountains of Georgia, which I was a little wary of, but turned out to be very, very nice. Spent a good relaxing time in the middle of nowhere and uh, got to go to an NFL exhibition game. So all in all, it's been a pretty good summer. It's not over. we got four more weeks. Yeah, four more weeks. So uh, get get your summer bucket list out, take a review at it, and, and go enjoy it while, while you can. And the true question for you, Mr. Watts, for the Ask What's What question, uh, segment, so you will, is – a uh, little context, Travis and his wonderful wife actually got to do something unique last night. And uh, school, I mentioned earlier, started back this week. And uh, so that gives us opportunity to get the kids in bed by eight, quarter till nine, nine o'clock. And whoa, whoa, whoa. This is this is a PG rated podcast. I'm keeping it. Yeah, All right. right. The direction there you're you going go. in there. I just I just think I know how this story ends. Kids in uh, bed early. OK. Am I yes. right, Paul? Am I right? Oh, right. wow. My mind was going there, too, Ernest. Okay. All right. But go ahead. But uh, uh, we got to watch a movie about toys, not Toy Story, but we actually flipped TV on and I came across Hulu and said, huh, look, Toy Soldiers. That looks like a good movie. And it started playing it, so we got hooked into it and didn't get to bed till like quarter till 12 from watching the movie. Uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, what what are some? I know you're a, a movie fanatic. What's what's some of the backstory or well uh, faction to that movie that you have to add context to or spoil it for me? So you you're great at doing those things. Well, they had to change part of the movie after it was in the theaters. Yeah, because it was Phil Hartman's last movie, and Phil Hartman was shot while he was asleep by his wife. And there were scenes in the movie where the toy soldiers, which are like animated G.I. Joes were firing him and they removed that from the movie while it was in the theater itself. Um, of course, yeah, this is, we think in the same movie, this is the movie with, um, uh, Sean Austin in it. Toy soldiers. Oh, oh, oh. that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the one with, um, the one where they take over the Academy. Yeah, that's right. The terrorists okay. take over the academy. Okay, yeah. we're we're getting the movies mixed up here. Okay, there you go. That's uh, isn't uh, James Gal Galafini in that from The Sopranos? Isn't he in that also? I think Galafini's in it, and the uh, the officer that that takes them down. The reason why they uh, the reason why they are attacking is because mm-hmm. the SEAL officer was fired. And that was played by, I'm, I'm trying to remember now, it was a big-time actor. It wasn't George C. Scott. I'm not cheating. I'm not looking at IMDb. Small, really? Small Soldiers was the one I was thinking about, which is oh, an okay. excellent little movie. Yeah. But it was early, a great Early Alzheimer's, great. folks. I'm sorry. 90, 1991, it was released. It was it was great, suspenseful drama Sean movie. Sean Tan, and isn't Tom yeah. Cruise in that also? No, not this one. Not this one. Okay. All right. uh, but uh, what's so? Uh, what's on your uh, next lineup for movies to see in the near future, Ernest? I know y'all do movies on this podcast sometimes, but what's what's up next on your reel? I saw saw Reminiscence on yeah. HBO Max, which was released in theaters with Hugh Jackman, and they tried to combine Inception and Westworld together. It's kind of a muddled mess because Hugh Jackman tries to narrate it, and he sounds almost as bored as Harrison Ford does when he narrates uh, Blade Runner. Okay. I mean, it's it's set in the future. The waters are rising. There's been a war. Miami's underwater, and people tend to, I guess it's an illusion for like addiction because they become addicted to their memories. You're able to recreate and, and live in your memories yourself. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a Saturday afternoon movie. It's not something I would have paid the scene. Sure. But, yeah. but uh, I mean, it, it has its cute little parts and has a very, very rough ending, to say the least. Sure. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was okay. 
It was. Yeah, Paul. Paul, do you see any good movies this summer, or uh, hope to see one coming up this fall? Uh, my wife's really geeked to see the new, sort of new James Bond that's been on in the can, as they say, for the last two years or year and a half, waiting to be seen. She really likes. Um, Craig is James Bond, and uh, we saw Black Widow. We thought that was good. Um, we've been wondering about Jungle Book, but that's one of those movies I said, I think we can see it when it gets on TV, or we can see it on Apple Plus or Disney Plus mm-hmm. when it happens. Um, but you want to see the new James Bond movie? Yeah. What do, you, what do you think of What If, Paul? Have you seen What If on Disney Plus? I have not seen that yet. That's where they t- t- am- animated... Uh, different versions of Marvel characters, right? That if yeah, if Captain it, America it, was really the English woman instead of the other guy, yeah, and and uh, Chadwick Boseman plays as if Black Panther was part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It was the last work he did before he passed away, mm-hmm. and it's it's an interesting type of view. Most of the actors that played the parts are voicing it. There have been two episodes, and it's unique. It's it's not as good as Loki. It's not even to me as good as the Winter Soldier, uh, and and Captain America. And it's not as good as the you know the Scarlet uh, the Scarlet Witch. I mean, it's Wandavision. But it's it's Wandavision. It's 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 okay. It's it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost. Like trying to squeeze as much money as they can. Marvel's trying to do that. They're trying to do that with Shaw Lee and the Ten Rings, I believe, also. Okay. Well, guys, uh, and and uh, let's transition to NFL. And uh, I've got a good question for you, and I kind of uh, set the stage for you guys to think about it. But I'll I'll serve mine first. But we're going to get into the NFL. And the question I have to introduce our minds and uh, ideas into this topic tonight is. What has been your lifetime? Like I said, I'll go first. The most expensive blunder or accident that you've made in your lifetime. What's the most expensive blunder or accident that you've made in your lifetime? And mine is tied back to this current trend that's going around this viral video this on TikTok. Now, I'm not a TikToker or do anything like that, but I get video shared with me. But there's some kind of milk crate challenge going on. Have you have y'all guys seen the milk crate challenge videos yet? Paul yeah, Ernest? I saw. Yes, yes. So not, we're not going to try it though. So uh, don't my question is, yeah, I, I would uh, highly advise you not you guys not to try it. You know, uh, but nonetheless, it looks interesting. Some of them funny, seeing people bust their tails and whatnot. But my thought or question is, where are people getting all these milk crates from? There's got to be. Food lines, Lowe's Foods, all the different grocery stores missing kind of milk crates. But mine was a work experience blunder. And uh, tying back to the milk crate challenge, um, I say the true challenge is pulling off a couple thousand pounds of uh, milk cartons and uh, jugs and gallons of milk off a food line truck uh, halfway wrapped. And so I was pulling a, a milk crate pallet off the truck, and there was probably – five probably six high milk crates four wide big old cube of a pallet and coming off the truck it just went everywhere so uh there was probably overestimate probably 600 700 worth of milk um spilt and just ruined and of course it's just stuff like that ruin your work day just little stuff like that is just destroy it but another expensive blunder with mine was uh if you've ever been in a hurry and this is a life lesson for travis and all who are listening, just just don't get in a hurry, especially when you're mad and frustrated and ill. And I, was, I left my phone up at the pool at the grandparents' house and I got back to the house and the kids were being kind of ornery a little bit. And I was too. So I run back up there to get my phone and uh, I throw it in park, which I thought I did. And I hopped out the car and it wasn't fully in park. So my car rolled right onto into the edge, uh, edge corner of the, the brick house and did quite a bit of stupid unnecessary damage to my little car so nonetheless y'all have any expensive crazy blunders in your lifetime that you just would like to share uh, real fast like i had a dream job working for unc chapel hill uh-huh. then i left a job and took a sabbatical and worked for three years could have stayed there 
the people, the old job used guilt on me. And I made a mistake and went back to that job, even though the Lord and everybody else told me to stay at Chapel Hill. And it's a decision that I will regret to the end of my life. Not financial, but soul sucking. Wow. <laughs> wow. Deep. Well, deep there. Soul sucking, expensive uh, mistake I made. Sure. But you, but you can't go back, so there's no need to. You can't fit. Uh, in your case, Travis, there's no crying over spilt milk. No. no oh, nice. Thank you, thank you. So you, your blunder is more so expensive mentally, physically, emotionally, it sounds like. Yes, huh. yes, yes. Okay. What about you, Paul? You got anything to relate to that? Wow, not quite to that level. Wow, Ernest dropping it. Um, yeah, I thought my car story was enough earlier. I thought that was enough of a blunder. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah or how about uh, when I worked at a Christian bookstore and I had to order robes for uh, all ladies black choir and they have me come out and me- take their measurements including their breast size and you, what you do is you have them put the tape measure on the front and you measure the size on the back um and i ordered them delivered them it was about four thousand dollar order and they returned them saying they were the wrong color of red and so our store had to eat that so i i sold them really cheap after that to Barnum and Bailey Circus. Hey, <laughs> they were not that. No, hey, I'm not going to talk about okay. size. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my goodness. So, uh, we're in the midst of of a new NFL season birthing, and we heard Ernest. He went to a preseason game, and we've heard before. You can't you can't really take a lot of stock in preseason games and so forth. But um, according to uh, worst draft blunders and draft bust. I mean, there's been a lot of them throughout history. I'm sure you guys can think of a plenty of them, but uh, do you have any predictions of any expensive blunders that teams have made this year as far as re-signing players, big contracts or signing, you know, new draft picks this year uh, from the draft? It seems like the wide receiver that the Bengals got, I think he was like the, the second or third, that, that they're already having problems with him, and in considering, you know, Jamar Chase, and he's from LSU, did not play last year because of COVID, but already they're having some whispers and comments about that mm-hmm. in that, that respect. Uh, I would think most right now I'm not hearing a lot of people that concerned. I know the people in Chicago are wondering why they signed Andy Dalton because they think Justin Fields is the answer and he'll probably start for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Jacksonville's having some problems, but that's that's, that's depth problems. I'm not yeah. sold on their coach. Yeah, one of their draftees got hurt. Uh, Eddie Ann's yeah, yeah. got a list Frank injury, which is the muscle yeah. at the bottom of the foot. He's out for the year. I think people in Philadelphia are really, really doubting if Sirachi is the right choice to be their head coach because he's done some incredibly stupid things. I'm not even going to talk about Dan Campbell. I'm, I've picked on him enough for Paul. But, <laughs> but uh, he's just he's more of a source of entertainment every time he opens his mouth. I hope he stands around for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's like a Jerry yeah. Glanville man. He likes to just say it as he is and or, or Rich Co- Cotite. More of a Rich Cotite. <laughs> wow, that's really the, going uh, back. Rich Cotite. I know. With the I, Eagles. Yeah, I was gonna say and the Jets. Uh yeah, but Jerry Glanville was entertaining. Jerry Glanville's still coaching too at age eighty. So uh it's hard to tell, again, this new preseason structure where you're playing three games instead of four, and when there's a, a weak gap between the last exhibition game and the first season game has changed a lot. There's been more done with these scrimmages between teams than actual teams playing uh, starters in the regular season. You know, Traditionally, it used to be you played the starters one series in the first game, 
a quarter in the second game, a half in the third game, and and then your potential cuts played the fourth game. And they've kind of flipped that over a little bit. There are fewer and fewer starters playing right. in these exhibition games. And then yeah. from watching it, they're really some vanilla defenses, and they're not really showing that much on offense. It's, it's almost like they're holding back for the regular season. And it's and I think another factor, and Paul, I'm over talking, so jump in here anytime. I think the fact that the regular season is an extra week long, that they're holding guys back because of fear of injury. Y'all realize the season will not end to the day before veteran, uh, Valentine's Day? Super Bowl is on February 13th. Yeah, it's extended at least a week or two, right? Yeah, well, the conference finals is the first week in February. They'll play two weeks of regular season games in January. Yeah, Are you complaining about too many games, Ernest? Well, no, I just I'm, my fear is this: you're going last two weeks. You're going to see a lot of games with a lot of starters pulled True. because teams are going to clinch playoff positions, and you're going to see a lot of trash games those last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Even though those last two weeks are all conference games, I think you're going to see a lot of games are going to be the equivalent of an August exhibition game. So, yeah. so the most fascinating thing I've read about the NFL really wasn't about real football. It was Madden. Last year, Madden did a simulation of the season, and they predicted the Bears behind Foles. Nick Foles was going to win it all. And this year, they're a little more realistic, and they did a yeah. simulation. And But on the cover, Ernest, you already know this. Travis, do you know who's two? which two players? First time they've had two players on the cover. Do you know who they are? <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. my copy right there in my face. Oh, I have a Paul, I, copy. I believe are you are you linked into my my Google Drive notes here? That's kind of where I was going to go this evening too. It's Tom Brady and uh, oh, Pat Mahomes on the cover. So you got, is that correct? Is that, that, correct? Is, yeah. that is correct. Yeah. And so you know they even have a prediction that Kaepernick is going to come in and play for the Eagles. I mean they're sort of. Yeah. I think they're sort of wishful thinking there. I don't. I think I, I don't know. Have you seen Joe Flacco play in the preseason? That's that's not that far off. Well, Jalen Hurts. I mean, they really have to pray he doesn't get hurt. And the other, it's quite a drop off. I know that these players, even Philip Rivers, was saying he wouldn't mind coming back or he hadn't ruled it out. So does is the state of quarterbacking that bad that we're going dipping in for? Flacco's and Rivers now instead of the younger talent. I, I'm surprised at that. Well, speaking of blunders and we bringing up this, this season prediction, you know, the Madden simulation predicted a blunder for uh, your old quarterback, Matthew Stafford, there uh, having a bad season with the Rams and, and golf kind of thriving uh, there in Detroit. <laughs> so how do you feel about that, Paul? Uh, Madden's so wrong. Golf looks like he the re, we can see already why he get they let him go. He isn't picking up on the offense. He doesn't look confident. Uh, if he struggled in L.A., we really think he's going to struggle in Detroit. So look for Detroit to draft next year a quarterback. I, Ernest and I can definitely I probably there's, there's quarterback talents out there, but there's a lot of yeah. questions. I mean, I don't know if Watson's going to see the field this year. Uh, Nick Foles uh, was a Super Bowl MVP four years ago. He's number three on the depth chart for Chicago. Uh, you, you just don't know. There, there's, I think quarterfinal right now, wide receivers flush with talent. I think quarterbacks, there's adequate quarterbacks. I mean, I think most teams have at least one good starter. Some teams have three good starters. I think the lack of talent as I see it overall in the NFL is offensive line. That's that's the rarity. So what offense you... offensive line and shutdown corners are the premium value in the NFL right now. And I think with offensive line is so hard to project. I think the difference with offensive line is because so much of the offense in college is four wide out passing on three downs guys really don't know how to pass how to rush block anymore i mean we talk about the new offense in the nfl and 
and what uh, they do in Arizona and what they do in Kansas City, but you still have to run the ball. And when I see guys come out of college now, offensive linemen, I, I just don't see guys who can 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 pass block. I mean, excuse me, run block. Pass blocking they can do, but then again, that's just one. Hit. Are you talking about Tim Tebow Most, now? Well, no, no, I'm talking offensive. No, no, he's he's gone. He can't block either. No, I'm talking about all. I see a drop down. I know uh, the big draft pick for the Tigers was Sewell from Oregon. Lions, I watched the Lions, Lions. Yeah, Lions. Sorry, what Lions, I Tigers, and Bears. Yes, I'm sorry, Detroit <laughs> for the Lions. And I saw the first game, and he was getting turned around. I mean, he they were just I don't know if it was a speed issue, but they were blowing right past him. Now he'll he'll get better. And the offensive line, more than anything else in the NFL, is part of being a unit. I mean, you can't be one good player. More than any other position, you can have a star on the defensive line like a Joey Boza and the rest of the guys be mediocre. You can have a star linebacker. You can have a shutdown corner. You can have a great quarterback. You can have a great wide receiver, great running back. You don't have to have a grouping to work as a functional unit. But an offensive line... You have to do that. You can't bring in one piece and drop it and raise the abilities of that whole entire offensive line, whereas you can bring in a great pass rusher and make that defensive line much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to piggyback off what, where Paul was going, and I, I highlighted some of the uh, high points of this Madden NFL simulation prediction for 2022. So just thinking into the future when we are, as you mentioned, into – late January, February, if you heard these headlines actually coming true, which of these would you believe, you know, could likely happen or it's just, just wacko. We've already determined some of them are just off the wall and crazy. Like, um, you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, having a bad season with, with Rams. We know that's not going to happen at all, but here's some of the highlights of the simulation. The Cowboys locked down the NFC East, thanks to the return of Dak Prescott, um, Paul, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick coming back, getting his chance, but that's kind of um, somewhat unrealistic. But uh, due to Jalen Hurts, if that he was actually happening to get hurt, but nonetheless, um, well, let's let's go to these. I I, I can yeah. see Cowboys winning. Yeah. I mean, I'm concerned about Dex had several MRIs on his shoulder. Whether that's yeah. that's a concern, but yeah, I can easily see a healthy Cowboy team. Because remember yeah. now, you remember who won it last year, don't you? The NFC East. Uh, Washington, correct? Yeah, but they were like, the record was like, what, uh, 97? Yeah, it was almost at 500. But yeah, I think uh, Washington football teams, they're going to have a, a, a tough team to beat this year. You know, you got, you know, uh, mine, his mind has started slipping my name. Chase Young. Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Chase Young at defensive line. Ron Rivera's the coach. Yeah, uh, of course you've got the, the perennial I'll play for anybody quarterback Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick, gotta, which means they'll be good in September and lousy in November. Yeah, um, I mean the, the, their offense worries me. Their defense is probably one of the top five in the NFL. Yeah, and um, you know you'll like this too, Ernest. Uh, simulation. Uh, Estimated that, you know, the rebound years for Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey having a good year. And I, I, I kind of I agree with you uh, that that run blocking and that run game. I, I desire to see that in a football game. I love the passing deep passes, beautiful catches, but I, I love a good uh, hard nosed runner. And that's that's what you get out of Saquon and Christian McCaffrey for sure. And um, the one I found most surprising, I don't know if you guys read this far down at the article, Today, when we we shared this amongst the group, but uh, in the AFC, the playoff Super Bowl, you have the Chiefs and the Panthers in the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs um, oust the Sam Donald Panthers uh, uh, for the Super Bowl. That's kind of that's even making Travis laugh. That's even making yeah, Travis laugh. It's being a, we're Panthers fans, but it's like really that you know Panthers win the NFC East, but make it to the Super Bowl. The, the thought uh, pattern is that Adam Gase has just destroyed quarterbacks. Yeah. That when you got Ryan Tannehill away from Adam Gase, he became a, a championship-worthy quarterback for the, for the Tennessee Titans. And the idea that, 
getting Darnold away from Adam Gase that he'll be better. Listen, I'm biggest Panther fan around. Uh, rough guess we're going to be eight, nine, nine and eight, seven and ten. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll be happy with that. Uh, we just don't have depth. There is talent. Our wide receiver core is as good as any wide receiver core in the NFL. Uh, we have the best running back in the NFL. Hopefully, he comes back healthy. The defense has improved, but we just do not have depth, and that's how you win. It's particularly when you're talking about a 17 game season. So no, we we ain't making playoffs. I, I'll, as as uh, Barney Fife used to say, we'll nip that in the bud right now. Actually, right. Andy said that right. I was yeah. watching. I was watching Beverly Hillbillies. What do I know? Oh, it kind of reminded me of what I used to do as a kid when I played Madden a lot more, but. If you've played an actual game and you got your butt beat by the computer, we didn't have, you know, where we played other people, but you got your butt beat and you got you were upset and uh, you didn't save it. You just exit out of it and came back to the game and simulated it and you actually won the game and you just you felt better about yourself and you move on. Has anybody ever else done that besides me? Am I guilty? Only one guilty? Only you. Only you, Travis. Nobody else has done that. So, so you, you're telling me you set the level at beginner. When you go against the AI is what you're telling me. Uh, you don't go to pro or intermediate. You you set the level at at beginner. Arcade it's style. Been, it's been over two years since I've played okay. math. All right. But but I I did I do confess I did that when I was a younger college high school student. But to me this is just like somebody. Yeah, they simulated, but they kind of they didn't like the outcomes, and they just oh let's let's re-simulate it again, and we'll see what happens. But well, every always- year, every year there's a team that that because they had a bad season the year before, and they got a fourth place schedule, takes advantage of it, and makes the playoffs. I mean that's that's almost a written thing. Now, I tend to think Cowboys have an easier schedule this year, and that might be that particular team, yeah. uh, particularly in a very weak division they can easily win it but uh paul you got any surprises this year any teams you think that that'll that'll weren't in the playoffs last year they'll be in the playoffs this year um no No, i don't no i think everybody's talking about any other team but tom brady's bucks and you think about it the bucks are loaded again this year everybody's pretty much on board for another year Bruce Arians is the right type of coach to keep them together. Tom Brady played with a torn MCL last year and got that repaired. I think the Bucs are going to roll. I'm predicting the Bills will be in the Super Bowl with them. The Bills are going to upset uh, Kansas City. Kansas has lost a lot of offensive linemen. They've restocked, but it's not that easy. So I think the Bills are going to roll and play the Bucks in the Super Bowl, but I'm not ready to predict the winner of that yet. Yeah. I agree oh, with you. Oh, okay. So, we, we're, so we're going to make picks. Okay, Travis, what's your <laughs> Super Bowl pick? Uh, I'm not even there yet mentally, but uh, I agree with you, Paul. I don't think Kansas City's going to have the season and live up to the heights that they are with Pat Mahomes. But, you know, uh, but I think Nate, Nate and I agree that we're, we're on the Bills, um, Bills bandwagon there, and hopefully they can uh, still stick it out and get them a new stadium there and – uh, up there in Buffalo, and uh, au contraire, mon frere. No, tell me, tell me, Ernest. Here's, here's my prediction: Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers goes off into the sunset with a championship oh. and retires. Paul, tell me this: how how many years now has Ernest been? I mean, I'm full <laughs> for Green Bay. How many years now have? Has, has Ernest been saying this? Green Bay Packers. He is Green a bromance with Aaron Rodgers. That's all it okay, is. Okay, there, there's two things I say it's every the year. There's two things every year I say that I'm going to eventually be right on. The, the Packers will win the Super Bowl, then Tom Brady will crash and fall, and and, and will fall apart physically. But you're the same guy who says never. I will be right. Never go against the evil Brady. empire. I was going to say, eh, like I said, Tom Brady eventually, I mean, physically, he's going to break down. It's hard to repeat. Remember the last team to repeat Super Bowl? Mm. Pretty easy to do because Brady was on that team. Yes. Yeah, Patriots back in the yeah, early it, Yeah, it's the early 2000s. It's been over. So if anybody years, knows how to do repeat. it, it's Brady. Yes. Tampa Bay. Uh, no, uh, put it down, write it, etch it in stone. Tampa Bay will not repeat this year. 
Okay. Take it to the so, bank. Take it to Vegas. Put your money on it. Bank it. So if you can't tell, we're looking forward to a, a new NFL season. Guys, remind me who's who's our opening night day with uh, Cowboys, Tampa Bay. Cowboys and Tampa Bay. All right. Fantastic. At, at Tampa Bay. First college so, well, football game is this weekend. I was just about to say, you know, I think Paul is even more excited about college football, and um, that's what I was going to transition to. I, I recall last time um, that you guys were talking about the empire of uh, SEC and teams transitioning over to, to them and leaving the uh, big 10. Yeah. Any any updates on college football that you guys want to give context to, Paul? First first game. Well, I'm first? sorry, Paul. Go ahead. I was going to say first game is this Saturday. Uh, okay. Illinois is hosting Nebraska. Hawaii is going to UCLA, and uh, Connecticut is going to San Jose State. Those will be on TV. Okay. And then starting Wednesday, you'll have five straight days of college football, starting the first of September. All right, here's my oh, imitation oh, of Ernest over the last three years of podcasts. Filthy lucre. It's all about <laughs> money. It's all about money. And so now that the SEC has been just dominating, except for when Clemson sneaks in there and, and pulls an upset because they are like the Alabama light going on over there. So now that the Big Ten, ACC, and the Big 12 are trying to get together, then you have these whiners from the SEC country, that guy, the bald-headed dude on ESPN, Ball. complaining oh, how desperate this is and how bad this is. And I'm thinking, BS. This is such a BS. There is so much more money in the game now because of what the Supreme Court ruled that you know you have booster clubs paying for all the walk-ons. I mean, you have so much. It's like the iceberg. We're just seeing the 10% now, uh, and it's only going to get more and more money in the game. And so I think all the conferences are realizing NCAA is pretty toothless. They got to get together, or SEC is just going to make so much money over the next 10 years and just shut them out. Um, you know, Saban has it figured out, but it's not just Saban. You know, it's a whole system to make it, to maximize your facilities and your players and promise your players they're going to make the NFL and all those things. So uh, if money wasn't part of it before, filthy lucre, as they call it in the Bible, it is going to be even more. Uh, wait till these new contracts come up for TV for football, too. Already ESPN is trying to angle things so they get as much football controlled into their greedy little pockets as possible. Will this ruin football? Probably not totally, but I do feel like a little part of my soul died uh, as I read some of these titles. I've been reading about how football gets more and more commercialized. You know why Feinbaum said that, don't you, Paul? He's a jerk. Well, that too, but he is very connected to the SEC uh, commissioner, and the SEC has attempted to bring in Clemson and Florida State into the SEC. They have made offers. Yeah, ignore I mean, them. They're, they're like them. the they're like the millionaire that buys up all the property around. They just just want to control and. They go into in three years a new contract with ESPN that pays them one. I got to do my uh, Dr. Evil, my little finger in my mouth, which is actually a takeoff on Lauren Michaels, the former head of Saturday Night Live. One billion dollars a year with ESPN. They're kicking CBS out. So it's, it's, it's filthy lucre. You're right. It's all about money and the same group that was griping about letting players use their likeness. Oh, I thought you were going to do imitation of me, like, oh, it's not so bad, and isn't this great no, sportsmanship? I mean, let, let's face it. When you watch a Texas-Oklahoma game, do you really mind if it's the Big 12 or the SEC? The, no. the conferences really don't mean anything because we got second-place teams that make the Final Four for the championship. So conferences are just a way of schools enriching their money. Now, the Pac-12... The Big Ten and the ACC have gone into this alliance, this loose alliance. And Notre Dame, all except for football, is connected to that also. But this alliance does not prevent any of these schools from poaching schools from conferences in the alliance 
or poaching schools from other conferences, i.e. the Big 12, because the Big 12 will dissolve pretty soon. And you're going to see Kansas join the ACC because of basketball. You're probably going to see West Virginia join the ACC because of basketball and football. You're going to see Iowa State join the, the Big Ten because Iowa, Iowa State's a rivalry. And then the other schools are probably going to join the WAC or something like that. Hmm. So, Paul, you're uh, Michigan. They open up with Western Michigan, and they cap the season off. The Battle off with, of Michigan. It's the Battle, Battle of Michigan. Michigan. And they cap the season off. How do you feel? Has this ever happened before? That, but they cap the season off with uh, looks like Ohio State at home. I think that's a good pinnacle um, to the. Wait, wait a second. For, You're saying how would it be if they started with Ohio State? Or no, like they, they end it with Ohio State. Like, right, right. Have they ever done that? Yeah. Well, you said, well I, I thought you were going to say has, has Halbra ever beat Ohio State? Well, that, that hasn't answer, happened. We know the answer to that. Well, right. our season usually ends when we play Ohio State, whether we have more games or not, um, the way we feel. What's yeah. different this year is Jim Harbaugh – He's a little older, a little wiser. They've been telling him for years, you got to make the rivalry the rivalry. Talk about it all the time. Make it something you practice about every day. But he fought that for so long. Now he's restocked his team, and everybody's pumped up about another season. But as I've ranted and raved, uh, one of the coaches' polls didn't put Michigan in the top 25 even. And I think Carball, if he's smart, will use this like we get no respect and the world's against us, and um, yeah. see. But it, I think if he doesn't do something in two years, he's gone to NFL. I think the last go-around, it was just last year, he, he shopped himself around. No, None of the teams seemed like a good fit, and he came back. He signed an extension. But I think in two years, he'll be gone if he doesn't yeah. win big is it, time. Is it, as a Michigan fan, that you got the wrong brother? I mean, you got Charlie Sheen <laughs> instead of Emilio Estevez. Yes, got, yeah. John Harbaugh would have been much better, I think. because You got one of the lesser Baldwins instead of Alec Baldwin, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Who's the worst Baldwin brother? Steven? Billy Baldwin. Billy. Billy. So, Paul, I'm going to book it for you. How about that? I, I believe Michigan's going to overcome Ohio State this year because this will be Michigan's playoff game, you know, and Ohio State will – already have their ticket and, uh, you know, playoffs and they'll be sitting some players. And so I'm, I'm going ahead and writing it down for you. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. You're a good friend, yeah, like, Travis. I, good I appreciate that loyalty, man. Okay. Which will, which will happen first lines in the playoffs. or oh, Michigan Wait a second. What is this beat up on Paul oh. Knight or something? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, to talk about how bad the lines are. And now we're going to talk about, yeah. Okay. I'll, okay. Let me rephrase that. And then which the, happens. Which team gets to the playoffs first? Pistons, Lions, Red Wings, Wolverines, or Lions? Uh, Pistons will get there first because a lot of teams make the playoffs for basketball. Oh, you obviously are not familiar with the NHL playoffs, are you? Well, no, the, the Red Wings are that bad. So, yeah, but, you know, I think your Panthers are, you know, I think they're this year or next year, I think they're going to make the playoffs. The Lions are not. Um yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, after the Olympics, I sort of settled into baseball again, and of course, one of the yeah. best storylines is Miguel Cabrera hitting his 500th home run. He hit his 501 today. Um, he was the second longest um, time to get his 500th. I guess he had like 30 some games before he he got it, something like that. I read that briefly before, but I've been complaining about Miggy's contract for quite a long time, and he's proven that he's. You know, a decent enough player to hang around right now, even though he's making like $28, 29000000 million this year. He's probably, Paul, the best, in my lifetime, probably the best right-handed batter. Uh, Manny Ramirez probably was a little better. But as a right-handed hitter, before he bro- broke down physically, when he, was, when he was with the Marlins, he really was the best right. I mean, they're not... There are not that many right-handed hitters. He's 47 away from 3,000 hits. And I don't know if there's any that have 500 home runs and 3,000 hits that back right-handed. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Henry Aaron is, is the only other one. Yeah. Speaking of Henry Aaron, are your, your Braves are peaking as well. I know they 
uh, you know, facing the Yankees tonight, and their hot streak kind of ended night four last, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, pick that back up. They're leading the their their conference, right? So that's that's good division. For yeah, division. I mean um, the Mets have pretty much folded up like origami, and and the Phillies tend to defeat themselves. Uh, it's uh, Brian Snicker has just done a great job at managing. I mean, he's just this. He's the second oldest manager behind La Russa. He's 65. We're the same age. Mm-hmm. And he's just this placid guy who lets the guys play. Old style managing in that respect. Yeah. And I agree with you, Paul. I'm kind of, it's September's on our doorsteps and playoff baseball will be coming here. I just, I like settling in in the fall since summer's so busy for us and just watching uh, baseball. And, you know, you see start the jackets come out. Uh, the fans and the ball players and getting the chill in the air. So that's just, it's nice for football weather too, but it's, it's going to be good this year. So we're coming up on our last uh, closing minutes, guys, if you guys want to give your closing thoughts and uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Well, I'll start, give Paul time to think about his. I'm not going to talk about filthy lucre, but I am going to lead y'all down the same stage as old man, regretting things that change. Uh, one, a heavy heart, a, uh, not a real relative, but someone I've claimed as a relative my entire life, passed away today, and is the greatest drummer I've ever seen. And that's Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. He was 80 years old. Uh, they're going on tour in the end of September. And he was at a surgical procedure, and he had backed out. But uh, you know, everybody knows about Mick Jagger and Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood. and Everyone else has been to the Stones all these years, but Charlie Watts has always been the moral center. And he started out as a jazz drummer. He actually played in another group for a period of time for the last five years. But uh, other than the last name, that's the only kinship we've had. Uh, I've been a big fan. I've seen him play twice in person. Mm -hmm. The other big loss that I've got to get used to is uh, this is the last year that Tops will be making baseball cards and basketball cards. No, no, tell me it's not true. Yes, Fanatics has bought out, has bought out the licensure from the NBA and Major League Baseball. And as someone who's been collecting baseball cards since 1964, and I have cards going back to my birth year of 1956, I'm looking at a huge stack right now that my grandson goes to the Beckett list and sees the value every time he comes in, that I collected more for aesthetic value. And then look at now to remind me of, old ball players that have passed away and a fond memories of my childhood of listening to Chuck Thompson broadcast uh, Orioles games or Milo Hamilton doing Braves games over the radio and guys like Ed Cranepool and, and uh, a host of players that I remember watching Fred Valentine, Paul Blair, Horace Clark, uh, Felix Milan. I can give you names upon names of players and it's another part of uh, my past being ripped away with the loss of Charlie Watts and the loss of uh, top baseball cards. I actually have a Michael Jordan rookie basketball card. And wow. I have a whole set from 1977. Uh, this is the year the, the Washington Bullets won beating the Supersonics. So we know what you want for your birthday, why you can get it. You want tops. Baseball, baseball cards, yes. Baseball I'll cards probably, I will probably invest in a set for this last year. Yeah. Uh, they really crashed. If you know the history of baseball cards, the value of them crashed in the mid-'80s when Donruss and Fleer got into it. Baseball got greedy and started selling licensing to all different groups. I actually yeah. have the old – now, see if Paul remembers this. I have baseball and football, the old uh, Kellogg 3D cards. Mm-hmm. which you would buy uh, Kellogg's yeah. Corn Flakes, which was this rancid-tasting cereal that you had to pour sugar on to get some flavor, which <laughs> would make you regular as a clock, regular as the trains, and they'd always bear the card deep in. So uh, to get around this, my father would always say, you can't get the card out until you eat all the cereal. So while he was asleep, I'd get a big bowl. I would dump all the cereal in the bowl, get the card out, put the cereal back in the box, take a match and seal the wax covering to it all together. And then I'd have my Tom Maddie 3d football card or my awesome. Frank Robinson 3d, which I still have to this day. Okay. My Ken Willard, 
my Brooks Robinson, my Willie May. How much Mickey is your Mouse. house insured for? All its, you know, homeowners insurance, all this stuff insured? Got to check with the boss lady. Like I said, my grandson is valued. I, I have Mickey Mantles and Tom Seavers. And I did have a rookie Johnny Bitch that my brother eyed for a long time. So I bought a frame for it and gave it to him for his 50th birthday. And now he has it hanging in his house. I have a autographed, uh, I'm looking right now at autograph John Smoltz, Robbie Alomar, and, uh, and uh, Johnny, B- uh, Johnny Bitch autograph card. That's awesome. Well, Paul, do you um, have your last take for tonight? Um, my last take is it's fun to talk sports and talk with yeah. these guys. It's been a busy summer. What Travis didn't say is he, he's been spending a lot of time with his kids this summer, especially his kids playing sports and watching them play baseball, yeah. which is like the sweetest thing you can do as a dad. Just watch it and coach them up and not try to get too serious and have ice cream on a summer night. Man, I love summer more than any other season, and it's really hard for me to see it go, but... You know, football is a nice consolation prize. So I'll be right. hunkering down, watching some football, uh, eating some good food, taking a nap, and uh, maybe I'll do an exercise once in a while. So that's it, Travis. That's awesome. So walking well, from your chair to the refrigerator, is that the exercise? Yeah, my Fitbit maybe. tells me that's 2,300 steps a day, I think. Okay. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we've enjoyed it tonight. I've enjoyed catching up with you guys. And my, my last quote and take for the night is, a quote from the greatest of all time basketball player. And here it is. The minute you get away from fundamentals, whether it's your proper technique, work ethic, mental preparation, the bottom can fall out of your game, your schoolwork or your job or whatever you're doing. So keep to the fundamentals, keep, keep uh, hand to the plow and keep going to what you're doing at. And uh, you'll survive and you'll, you'll succeed in life. So thank you for listening to pardon the confusion tonight. If you have any feedback or ideas or questions, uh, email Paul at GoBlueArnold at gmail.com. That's GoBlueArnold at gmail.com. Thank you.